0: Dude, pie. You're going to give me some pie. Welcome to the PieCast,
1: serving up an extra slice of the strange. So this week on the PieCast, I've actually got someone local, which is strange because I usually don't have local people on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've actually got Corey from Thunder Bay. You can say hello. Hello.
0: Hello. (laughs) Hello from Thunder Bay. I'm (laughs) actually in Winnipeg right now.
1: (laughs) Which is funny because you're local, but you're not in town.
0: (laughs) I'll be back Tuesday, so if you need to recap, I'm here.
1: Um, And he's actually got some paranormal stories to talk about.
0: Yeah, 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 I've got uh, a few experiences. uh, a couple of them minor and one was very interesting and the very interesting one is local. So I'll save that to the end local as in Thunder Bay local.
1: Okay, great. Uh, uh
0: so the first two are, um, one was, uh, at Castle Loma in Toronto. I was living in Toronto and Toronto is actually a really haunted city as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. Um, I feel as, a, as an individual, I'm a little sensitive to certain types of uh, environments. And I can, I can kind of tell when something's off, quote unquote, off about a, a location. And so when we went to, and I've had this sort of uh, ability, I've noticed this ability for, for quite a, like probably about a decade or so. But okay. um, but we were in uh, Toronto living there and we went to Casa Loma. And that place has, has a history. I didn't really know much about it until after I left, but the environment is really um, oppressive oh, okay. <laughs> and you get like, the, you get the willies a lot. Um, and there was uh, when we first walked in, uh, we started with the, the sort of the tour and they've got this area called the Oak room. And uh, interestingly, um, we're standing there, uh, up sort of against the wall. We have our l- little son, Matthew. He's about two at the time. And we're just standing there listening to somebody talk about the, 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 the castle. And she's up near a wall. There's nobody beside her on the other side, and there's me. And at one point, she turns to me, and she said, did you just grab my ass? And I went, <laughs> What? No, I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm at least a foot and a half away from her, and I did not grab her butt at all. But she said did you grab my ass. I'm like, no. She said somebody squeezed my ass really hard, and uh, we looked, and there was like nobody beside her. Okay, well that's kind of weird. So our our radar started going off a little, and um, as we were touring the um, touring the the location, so there's multiple floors, and we went upstairs. And, uh, we got into the sort of the bathrooms and apparently that's where the wife of the guy who owned the castle lived. And she, she kind of roamed around the place a bit, but there was this one bathroom, it was beautiful and it was all tile and whatever. But I, I started getting the sort of weird sort of weak in the knees feeling where like, um, Ever ever feel like you sort of like lose blood pressure and you sort of want to like get all wobbly and yeah. sit down? Yeah, well, that's exactly what that was like. So I'm like holding on to the door frame, going, "Okay, I can't be in
1: here." Oh I wow! Here. <laughs>
0: um, and then finally, uh, there's a there's another spot where there's like a turret, a turret you can actually climb up, and that place gave me the creeps. Those, you know, so, you know, I, I can sort of dismiss that as, as sort of my mind playing tricks on me, um, but. When I went downstairs to the basement that was uh there was a significant event my wife and I both felt we had, there's a there's a swimming pool downstairs that was never finished and that's kind of uh, creepy to begin with <laughs> yeah there's an underground swimming pool it was never finished it was all concrete i I didn't even stay in that room for more than uh a couple of seconds and I mm-hmm. literally just couldn't be in that room we, when we went through my wife went first with the stroller and she just got this oh and I'm like what she says I can't <laughs> be in here and she turned around and walked away I'm like what the hell <laughs> wow and, and so I went okay so I went and walked through and I uh, okay I don't know how else to describe this but I looked in and then I looked back at her and then I went, went to walk into that room and it felt like the weirdest pressure barrier coming at me with this. It was almost like I was trying to push myself through like a uh, like, uh, plastic wrap. Oh,
1: wow. Like,
0: it's just this intense, um, There was there's this emotional component and there was this almost physical, I can't move my body into this area. Like the room didn't want me to enter.
1: That's crazy. For whatever reason, it
0: was it was really creepy, and my whole body got like felt really weird, and I'm like, uh, okay, I gotta get out of here, and it, it, it frightened me, and I left, and then we both immediately had headaches afterwards. Oh, so,
1: wow.
0: so we did some research later, and apparently, people have been murdered in that building. There was because it had been abandoned for a while, um, and apparently, some, somebody had been killed in that room. Jesus. So we don't know if that's what we felt, and you know we're no experts, and you can't really quantify any of this stuff. So I get yeah. the whole skeptic idea, but you know I walked in there, and it just—it was just one of the, those really creepy, uh, those really creepy feelings, and all those physical sensations I had uh, were there. Uh, so we went to the cafeteria, tried to settle ourselves, um, and uh, we decided we were done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs> so. That was um, that was the castle Omen experience. Um, uh, the the second experience is kind of like a mini two part. Um, my wife was visiting. Uh, this is back in November of '04. Uh, she was visiting Thunder Bay. We were li- we're still living in Toronto. Uh, my mom's partner had died um, the the day that I'm um, referring to. Um, he had just he had ended up having a massive heart attack in bed um, while they were just hanging out after a motorcycle. ride. Right? Thank God my mom didn't, he didn't have the heart attack while they were on the motorcycle. Yeah, wow. Um, but they just had this long ride and, um, and they were relaxing in bed and, Uh, he started having this heart attack and she tried saving his life. And unfortunately for everyone, he passed away. And he was a really lovely guy, Uh, a fairly spiritual guy as well. So he had, um, you know, a lot of spiritual sense. Um, And so I was really sad when I heard uh, heard my mom on the phone. She's really upset. And I'm like, oh, my God. And we were really close to him. So, you know, kind of a horrible, horrible way to end the evening.
1: Yeah.
0: but I, when I went to bed that night, so my wife wasn't there, and I had to tell her, and it was really sad. But we were far away from where my mom lived. And uh, I went to bed, and I was settling myself. And I swear, um, I've never felt this sensation ever in my life. And maybe it was just my brain. I don't know. But I had this feeling that Brent was uh, – his name was Brent and i'm i had this feeling that Brent was making his rounds to all the people he cared about cuz his kids lived in kingston and he lived in the st catharines Catherine. area oh, okay and and so i think he was just he must have been visiting but i had the the strangest sensation go through my foot like it was this icy cold um um i guess it almost felt like a piece of ice went through my foot
1: oh wow and,
0: totally freaked the shit out of me (laughs) because i'm like sitting lying there in bed never had this experience before don't have any problems with my feet and this icy it felt like a finger went through my foot and then and made me startled and jumped when i walked away okay so (laughs) so the second part of the story is um i talked to my mom and i said okay well I'm going to make uh, I'm going to take some time off work and I'm going to come and stay with you for a few days until the funeral right because there was the, had to do all this so I went down uh I went to to stay with her at her house and they didn't really have like a spare room or anything so I stayed on the couch well uh it was really it was really strange because uh the first night <laughs> I I something literally scared the crap out of me <laughs> And I'm pretty and <clears throat> I'm pretty sure it was him, but, um, you know, when you're lying, you're sort of lying down. And I wasn't even necessarily tired because, you know, you're stressed out, but your brain's awake, and you're just trying to, like, settle yourself, but you're, like, lying there in bed. And um, so I'm lying on the couch, and I'm not really paying attention, and then I look over, and this white streak of light flashes across the room. Oh, wow. I'm, like... Okay, and I put the covers <laughs> over my head because I was like, I don't want to see this. This, yeah, is too, this is too. This is too weird. So, um, and um, and so I had that experience. My mom had a couple of experiences in the house too over that period. But uh, it's interesting. He smoked a, a pipe, and we he, we kept smelling his pipe smell, even though there were, he never smoked in the house, but we kept smelling it. And it was oh, wow. funny, my, uh, months later, my mom and my wife had gone out shopping uh, at an outlet mall north of Toronto, and they could smell his pipe
1: uh,
0: at <laughs> the parking lot by the car, and they figured, and he was happy. He was smoking his pipe, so he was happy that my mom was feeling good, you know, et cetera. I don't know. You know, everybody could say this is hokey or whatever, but uh, it's sort of an interesting thing. I never thought I would see see something because I've always just felt it. I've never seen anything, but that was the first time I ever saw something.
1: Wow. I'd be terrified if I actually saw something.
0: (laughs) Well, I've heard of other, like my grandmother, um, you know, she's, we've got First Nations blood in our family, and my grandmother would see... Oddball things. She ended up seeing a, a ghost image of somebody hanging themselves in her apartment. Oh, wow. Like, oh my god! Please don't let that be me. I don't want to
1: see. Something yeah, jeez. Oh my god.
0: That was in Thunder Bay, too. By the way, over on uh, <laughs> Prince Arthur Boulevard. So oh, wow. that that era, yeah, that was when she was alive. Um, she saw it anyway. So my third story is a local story. And it happened to my wife and I again. So it's this was a joint thing. We both can attest to this, and it actually happened. And um, sh- now the hotel this happened in. I have a question sh- mm-hmm. do you, Do you care if I mention the name of the hotel?
1: No, no okay. I don't care.
0: I can tell you that the owners of the hotel probably wouldn't want me sharing this story.
1: <laughs> I, don't uh, pro- I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll listen to my podcast.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So it was the Prince Arthur Hotel. And there are rumors of this place. Now I didn't realize there were rumors about this place until well after we had our experience there. Um, but we were renting, uh, we were renting a room, uh, for a few days and we actually had the adjoining uh, suite to it. So it was actually a fairly large room. There's two rooms plus an adjoining bathroom in the middle. Um, I can't remember the, the actual, I think it was on the fourth floor. Um, uh, but it was on the side facing the lake. Okay. Um, I, anyway, so, uh, so you know, our kid's about one. And, you know, you have to give your, your kid a bath. Now, interestingly, uh, prior to, I had thought about uh, documenting our family trip because we were traveling up from Toronto. We, we weren't living in Thunder Bay yet, but all of our family's from Thunder Bay. So we were up visiting. And I thought, well, we got this great little camera and we're, I'm just going to take pictures of the room so we can see the pictures of the room. So mm-hmm. earlier on that day, I was getting um, orbs in my photos, oh. and I didn't realize this. And I don't, Those orbs don't count. They, they weren't supernatural. They're perfectly explained. So if anybody ever takes a picture with, like, a point-and-shoot camera and they see little uh, orbs, uh, they're, uh, especially it has to do with the flash and the, the lens being close together, it usually is a reflection of light coming off of dust particles and they create these orbs in different sizes. And so we didn't know this at the time we thought it was really odd. Um, But, uh, but anyway, so I'm like, okay, well, we'll just continue to take some pictures. Um, And so my, my wife is while I'm taking pictures, my wife is bathing my son. So she, I hear her say to me, Hey Corey, can you uh, can you grab me a cup, a plastic cup, so I can rinse his, rinse Matthew's hair? And I'm like, okay. So I walk over to where there's plastic cups, uh, and I give one to her, and I go back, and I'm shooting a couple of pictures, and then I hear. Uh, eventually, I hear this. Oh my god, where did it go? <laughs> and I went what? And I stopped shooting pictures. I walked to the bathroom and remember that sort of weak knee uh, buckling sensation yeah. that I s- said that I had at Castleman. Well, I had it again. It was really bad, though. I literally clutched under the door frame to not- I almost passed out. Oh wow. It was so bad. I literally had walked into the 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 room of the 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 bathroom and almost I went whoa and I grabbed onto the door and I said, "What's going on?" She said. The baby cloth, the way we washcloth, she mm-hmm. was meaning, the baby cloth, it's gone. I'm yeah. like, so I'm getting chills thinking about this. <laughs> Don't talk about this. And I went, okay. Well, I said, what? She said, the baby cloth. It was a little tiny, little yellow baby cloth. It, I, I can picture it in my head. I remember what it looked like. <laughs> she said, it's gone. I'm like, what do you mean gone? Yeah. She said, I. so... When you gave me the cup, I had put the the, the cloth down into the bathtub, okay, uh, so I could like wash his hair and rinse it. And when I went when I put the cup down and I was done, I went to go grab the cloth and ended up pinching Matthew's uh, ball sack by accident. Thinking <laughs> <laughs> that was that was sorry. I hope this isn't too oh, late.
1: that's fine. <laughs>
0: she said pitching his ball sack by accident. Like, what? She said, It's not there. It's gone. I'm like, and I saw her with the cloth. So she wasn't playing a trick on me. I know she was, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes she's a goof, but she wouldn't do something like that. She wouldn't make this up. And I'm and I'm like, okay. So I go over there and I look and there's no baby cloth. We lift Matthew up. No, he's not. There's no cloth in the bathtub. We check the drain. The drain was plugged. There's no way the cloth could have escaped. I'm like, okay, and we start looking around. Them. Yeah. <laughs> we start looking around the hotel room. No baby cloth anywhere.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: That whole that and that whole trip, we just had no idea where it went. It <laughs> it had disappeared. That's so crazy. So that was so yeah. At the at the end of our stay, um, the concierge wasn't at the. At the or the whoever the, the person that normally works at the, the desk for checking out mm-hmm. wasn't there and so a maintenance guy was there and I said to Crystal I said we should probably ask him if he knows if he knows about anything about this hotel if they had any weird stuff happen so I say to the guy and he'd been working there for like probably like 15 20 years I said, Hey, have you ever had anything like uh, strange things happen? (laughs) And he looks at me kind of like, what do you mean strange? Like strange things that aren't supposed to happen, but happen anyway. He goes, yeah, we've had a few of those around here. And I'm like, (laughs) look at my wife and she looks at me. We kind of smile. We go, oh yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, what happened? And so he explained that he would smell cigar smells. Uh, because and the, the building is non-smoking so but he would be like between floors um, and doing maintenance in the building and or in certain like maintenance areas mm-hmm. and he could smell this and I thought okay that's interesting and apparently people have reported seeing a little girl in period like clothing oh. uh, showing up in the dining room area downstairs and in, in wherever the Where their main dining area is for the restaurant, they've seen a little girl down there, and I went, "Okay, (laughs) that's interesting." And so, and uh, we told him our story, and he said, "Okay, yeah, all right." He he just uh, that's just another one for the book. So, (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, when it was really it was really shocking. Uh, We went online and found out that there are actual people that have tried to investigate. The hotel before because people, other people have reported it but the apparently the new owners they're English uh, I'm not sure if they're from England it's a company or something but they do not want anybody investigating yeah. that hotel because they want the bad press or getting the wrong kind of people or getting a reputation for being a haunted hotel
1: yeah but see that's, the other thing with that is a lot of people go to haunt, like places that are haunted for the sake of them being haunted too
0: yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because they're English and they have experience. Like, England's really haunted. Like, yeah. uh, I You know, you watch shows on TV and people talk about bars and taverns mm. and hotels and houses. Uh, there's tons of that everywhere. And maybe they're just superstitions saying, nope, I ain't yeah. doing it.
1: <laughs> We're not
0: going to subject our hotel to this. So Well, and it's, um, it's
1: like a really old hotel in town, too. So yeah, I mean, it's 100 years old. Yeah, so it like it stands to reason that there's probably stuff going on there. I've been in it like once or twice, and it does feel like you can feel something different in the air in there for sure.
0: Mm. Well, maybe you maybe you are a little sensitive <laughs> to that sort of thing, but but you know, of course, we can't scientifically prove any of this mm-hmm. stuff. So this is all just fun and conjecture, right? Exactly. But <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it's always sort of been. Uh, it's been interesting but I've I've kind of purposefully uh I, I tried to ignore it for the most part just cuz it you know when you walk into a place and you get the willies you don't want to do it but when we were house hunting about a year and a half ago we went to a house on uh I think Hardesty and uh all three of like my son, my wife and I, my son's like 12 now. So he was like just a little over 10 at the time within like 15, 20 seconds. We knew that the house was just like wrong.
1: Oh, wow!
0: We are like, okay, this is a good meter. So we know where a house feels good. So we're going to buy a house that feels good. Not one that feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that kind of, that kind of helps. And so the house that we have is really nice, but uh, <laughs> not haunted. No, not haunted. I keep having to remind my son's at that age, right? Like he's into getting, wants to watch scary things oh, and he's talking about ghosts and monsters. And I'm like, dude, they don't exist because I want to freak him out, right? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Of course, I have my own beliefs and he's entitled to believe whatever he wants, right? If he wants to talk about it, we'll talk about it. And, you know, I, I just don't want him to get so wrapped up in it. I said, but after a while, I just said, I started saying, Matthew. Our house is fine. Yeah. There's nothing in our house. Trust me. It's it's clear.
1: <laughs> it was like,
0: okay. So I don't want him to be scared going to bed or thinking there's yeah, monsters. Exactly. There. <laughs>
1: there's enough like but, so, real world stuff to be scared about. You don't need monsters on top of that.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So um so yeah. Um that, those are those are I've got a few other uh oddballs, but nothing uh nothing worth really talking about. Uh <laughs> this point but i hope that was uh interesting enough oh
1: yeah for sure i mean i, I love yeah. i love hearing other people's experiences so
0: oh i forgot one story we lived in a haunted house on brody street north brody just by patterson park that oh, whole area man. apparently is really haunted and yeah, the I house that, that, that we lived in had old it had old wiring so maybe but we've actually had we had experiences where lights have actually turned out all on their own oh wow uh, and uh you know you got the creeps and stuff and it was just even my my stepfather owned the house and he said he got the willies living there too so but yeah there were times when the my roommate was living upstairs and he was studying and i remember we my wife and i approached the house and as we approached the house the the staircase light out, um that went upstairs turned right off and we thought oh well well our roommate's home yeah so we go upstairs and he's not much of a joker, right? And he didn't know we were home. So we go upstairs. Uh, we turned on the light, go upstairs, knocked on his door, and he's there in his room with his headphones on studying.
1: <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> I'm like, what are do you doing? What are do you doing? Did you just turn off the light? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so, you know who, know, who knows, right? But
1: Well, again, um, like that's like an older area of town too, so. There's yeah, there's
0: some pretty <laughs> – there's some pretty uh, – I have friends who have lived just down the street, and there's actually – there was a house, a rooming house, well, an apartment building two doors down um, from where I lived uh, on Brody, and that place was apparently really haunted too. So there's lots of lots of places in town. If you just talk to the right people, you can find out. Oh, I'm um, sure. <laughs> but nothing overly terrifying. Uh, the only terrifying thing I heard about was Trowbridge Falls.
1: Yeah, that place um, is supposedly, like, really haunted.
0: Yeah, somebody who, I have a friend who's actually into spiritual warfare. If you ever want to talk to him, he's an interesting guy. Um, he's, um, he does a lot of uh, research and has a, a good understanding of this sort of stuff. But um, he says he's pretty sure there's somebody opened a portal. Wow. <laughs> to solve a, to, and that's why you get such freaky things going on over there. I'm like, okay, I don't know yeah. what that means, but that's probably not good.
1: Yeah, I've heard Go a lot of the... like pretty scary stuff about Trowbridge.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of uh, pagan thing going mm-hmm. on over there. But, but yeah. So lots, always lots of interesting. Oh yeah. Thanks.
1: Well, thanks for being on and sharing your stories. Sure, it was interesting yeah, to hear them for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And now it's time to serve up a slice of the strange. And on this episode, I've got two strange cryptids for you. Um, if you don't know what cryptids are, they're basically creatures that sort of are a part of cryptozoology—mythical, um, supernatural, paranormal type creatures or beings. <laughs> so I've got two for you. The first one is Springhill Jack. Springhill Jack has been reported in London, New Mexico, Massachusetts, and Argentina from 1837 up until recent time. Springhill Jack is thought to be a tall and thin man who wears a tightly fitted hat and a black cape. He has large claws and sometimes his eyes are described as glowing bright red. In 1837, a man thought to be a police officer knocked down or knocked on a woman's door, claiming to have caught Springhill Jack. She came back with a candle and the man had disappeared. She went outside to find a man by her gate. After giving the man the candle, who happened to be Spring Hill Jack, he attacked her. He spit white and blue flames out of his mouth and tore at her dress and face with his claws. He fled after the woman's sister came out after hearing her screams. In 1877, people reported their bullets shooting through him while he remained unharmed. In the 1930s, he was reported being in Silver City, New Mexico and Cape Cod, Massachusetts. The reports remain the same in 2005 he has been reported as jumping from one roof to the next up to five meters high and 10 meters long some people link him to jack the ripper so i don't know why he'd be linked to jack the ripper other than the fact that his name's jack and he was probably in london around the time of the murders um that's kind of (laughs) strange And the other one is the Beast of Bray Road. This beast was sighted in Wisconsin, USA and has been sighted since 1936. It runs on all four limbs or its hind limbs. It is said to be up to six feet tall, built with an athletic man, built like an athletic man, and covered in shaggy hair. Uh, It has a wolf-like face with yellow eyes that glow in the light. A woman said that it was the closest creature to resemble a werewolf that she has ever seen. He has a horrible odor of decaying meat. That's strange. <laughs> in 1936, this beast was seen digging in an Indian burial site. The watchman prayed for his life upon seeing him. The beast reportedly said, Gdarg, sounds like garbled gibberish <laughs> to him, and walked away on its hind legs. Gadara is a Greek city located east of the Jordan River. It is mentioned in the New Testament. According to the Bible, Jesus met a man who was thought to have possessed, been possessed by evil spirits. This man was so strong that he could break through chains. When the man saw Jesus, he worshipped him. He told Jesus his name was Legion and that there were many like him. Jesus cured him of the evil spirits by transferring them to a herd of pigs. The pigs then ran into the sea and died. <laughs> the theory is that the beast of Bray Road was trying to tell the man about his kind and that his kind had been around since biblical times. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Piecast. I hope you've enjoyed your slice of the strange. I want to give a shout out to Recap, the band that provided the music that I use for my show, and say that you can check them out at Recap Band on Twitter, as well as you can find me on Twitter at the Piepod and find me online at thepiecast.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for the Piecast, and also I'm a proud member of the Potter and Family Network.